Our next guest, it's a really important topic this during um, the week. The NRL announced that they've introduced um, an 11-day concussion rule, Dino. So effectively that a person who was concussed then cannot play. Category one. Yeah, so how does that, how they define that? Uh, well, let's ask this man. He's probably better off to get an answer from than me. Correct, and that's Dr. Nathan Gibbs, a former um, first grader, played 95 games, South City and Parramatta Eels, and he's back in the late 70s, early 80s, and he's been involved with football coach for the best part of 40 years since. Uh, Nathan, good morning. Thanks for joining us. And can you explain the 11-day concussion rule? Why 11 days? And as Dino said, there are certain categories. So I, I, um, how will a doctor or medical staff be able to categorise um, the concussions that a player may receive in a game? Good morning, Dean Ray. Good to talk to you. The, uh, basically, the 11-day rule is, is simply simply put means you'll miss the next weekend's game and mm. it covers the time between the Thursday night you know, game to the Sunday of the following week, Sunday afternoon game, which is 10 days. So, uh, and it, uh, and the, the rules apply. You won't be able to be... You can apply to the NRL to play within that period if you don't have Category 1 symptoms. And they're the, that's where the concussion diagnosis is pretty definitive immediately. And that's, as an example, where you're unconscious, where you're convulsing on the ground, mm. uh, where you get up and fall over again because you can't stand up properly, or when you're first attended to by the trainer or the doctor, you're confused, disorientated, dazed. You know, that's where the... That's where you immediately fail the, the concussion assessment, uh, and, that, and we call that a cap one. Uh, when you bring someone off because you're worried they might have had a head knock, what you then do is you test them more specifically in terms of balance tests, memory orientation tests, just to see if their brain thinking is a bit slower than their normal baseline level, and we call that a cap two if someone were to fail those tests. Uh, and and under the current NRL rules, the cap the cat twos uh, can play within that period, uh, if uh, unless they've got other other rules which apply, which are things like uh, if you've had more than five concussions in your career, uh, then you can't play under the eleven days. Uh, if you've had one in the previous three months, you can't play. If you've had what, if you've ever had a concussion where you've had quite a slow recovery from, uh, we consider that a reason not to play within the 11 days and the last one is the and this is a bit debatable I suppose what's considered a low impact concussion as in a concussion that perhaps wouldn't normally concuss someone mm. but it has concussed you you know we can say oh you're you've got a, a lower threshold for sustaining concussion so we, we get concerned about that okay. I must admit one thing that worries me obviously I'm involved in origin but the the Wednesday night uh, the players play the weekend two weekends before the first State of Origin game on the Wednesday night. But on that Sunday, there were two games, and that's that's a 10-day period. So oh, any concussions on the Sunday 10 days before Origin 1 would rule the player out. It's, interesting. it's a funny situation. Well, not funny as in humorous, Nathan, but it's, a, it's an interesting situation in that we're all thinking like you are, that State of Origin and Grand Finals. But... Uh, you know, I guess the players have to be protected from themselves. Yes, they. they re- it's interesting. They have the international uh, con- conference on sports concussion every three or four years, and it's been delayed because of uh, uh, COVID, obviously. 
But the last one held at the end of 16 and the position papers were published uh, early 17, uh, they they definitely stated there was there was no medically proven cause and effect relationship between sports concussions and long-term brain disease or damage. Uh, the latest or the sixth uh, sports concussion consensus statements are going to be published in the next few months from the conference that was held at the end of 2022, only a few months ago. So, and just the gist of what I've heard from people who attended that, I don't think much has changed in in the view about the cause and effect relationship. Uh, but obviously there's caution. People mm-hmm. want to take caution in this area because it is a concern uh, and uh, it's a good thing. Exactly. Nathan, I don't know if you can answer this. If a player um, gets a Category 1 concussion, and that's obviously... Um, on the serious side, just say, and it could be an irrelevant point because NRL said they won't do it, but just say there's a continual push to have that grand final push back two weeks so a player who's concussed in a prelim could potentially play outside of that 11-day window. But if that player has a Category 1 concussion, would they be able to, be able to play in a grand final if it was two weeks later? If it's under the current rules, yes. Uh, okay. If so, you're, and everything... And these are guidelines, and, or they're actually rules, but everything's based on the, the individual player recovering. Mm. And what we're not taking into account is many concussions take longer than 11 days to fully recover from. Correct, yeah. So that uh, we are, the player still has to get better. Mm. And, but if the player recovers quickly and is able to get back to non-contact training and then get back to contact training without a problem... Uh, they could be cleared to play certainly two weeks later in the grand final. That's good to know. Uh, Nathan, what about um, a player who is taken off for, on a HIA and, and they're checked um, and they pass all the protocols? There's been a call, let that player go straight back on. Why wait 15 minutes? But I was, it, it was told me the other day that potentially because it could be a, a delay in the concussion symptoms on setting with that player. Can you explain that, Nathan? Actually, the 15 minutes is because it does take about 10 to 11 minutes to do the test. Mm-hmm. So the... Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's actually a... And, and the doctor also has to, in that allocated you know, 15 minutes, has to go and check the vision as well. So that you, you have to double-check the vision on the, on the video monitors, talking to the bunker doctor. You have to do the test. And there is a... One of the tests in the, in the SCAT-5 is a, is a delayed recall test, mm-hmm. whereby you're given some... Uh, names and you have to recall them immediately a few times and then I think it's five or six minutes later you have to do it again. So there is, there is, uh, it does take probably about 10 minutes to test okay. a player. That's interesting. Doc yeah. Gibbs, do you fear one day like the NFL and, and the AFL that there just could be a class action in rugby league around head knocks and the future of players? I think, I think there will definitely be There'll definitely be some medical legal issues, without a doubt, because it's happening in the other other codes. It'll definitely happen in rugby league, and so it is important that, as a treating doctor and as the NRL as a treating body and as as rugby league teams and themselves, they've got a, an onus to look after the welfare of players mm. and to be doing everything they possibly can to make the risk of a concussion injury as minimal as possible. Obviously. One of the problems with contact sport uh, is there's an inherent risk of getting a concussion, and so you can't you can't sue someone for 
for that risk. Mm. Uh, it's like riding a bicycle. There's an inherent risk of falling off and bumping your head, even with a helmet, you know, so that everyone understands the inherent risk of things they do. Uh, what you can medico-legally get in trouble for, of course, is uh, how you manage that injured person, you know, after the fact. And that's what we're trying to improve as much as we can. Yeah, look, it's such an interesting topic and one that's going to continue to evolve. Hey, Nathan, you've really um, helped us understand it a lot better today, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. Uh, thanks for I joining us. I actually think you, probably, you both probably got a headache, I reckon. No, no, because it, it is... I need a concussion test, Doc. <laughs> We'd probably both fail anyway. Normally, Dean, the way you and I go. But uh, how are the Waratahs going, Nathan? Only one and three to start the season? Yeah, the disappointing. Probably the game against the Rebels was a winnable game, and Hurricanes over there are obviously pretty hard to beat. But they're really pumped about this Friday night playing the Chiefs mm-hmm. back at back at Allianz because we've been away there since uh, round one. So so hopefully we'll get a good crowd there and uh, and put in a good performance. Terrific. Hey, Nathan, really appreciate you coming on. And just going through those concussion protocol issues, it's a, it's a huge topic of debate in all sports at the moment. And, and thanks for at least providing some insight into, into this topic for us. Thanks. Good morning. Thanks, See Nathan. You guys.